This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Premier League? That's so last season. It's all about the championship here on LTID TV. Now, now that's what I call football. You hit the right spot. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV. Good afternoon, good night, goodbye. Hello, how, what a day. My son messaged me earlier saying we are going to storm the championship. I mean, we've had one good day in the interview. Um, I'll say in the interview, what am I saying? In in the transfer, and it's not like Leicester. I mean, I just thought maybe I'd woken up today and supported the wrong team because we're never this active on one day in the transfer window. Hey. Maybe this city guy likes to get things being done. Well, this is LTID TV from Leicester Till I Die. Thank you for joining us, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening via your favourite podcast platform. Uh, if you're watching live, please feel free to join in the chat. Uh, but obviously, as we always say, keep it respectful and keep it clean. Or if you're watching on chat up, why not add your comments in below? Who do you want to see come to Leicester? Who do you want to see go out? Um 
let us know. It, it's well, the way things are going, we're going to have a five-a-side team next uh, come next August. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. We live in hope. You can also follow us on all of our social media channels, which you can see down there. Most of them are under LTID TV. Some of them are, though, still under Lester Till I Die because I can't change it. And if you fancy joining us, uh, £1.99 makes you a member. Um, we are about five members of being able to do member-only shows, which will be starting next season. So once the season kicks off, there will be sort of regular, probably once a month, shows just for members only. Uh, and you get discounts on merch and uh, you get little emojis and... and Uncle Tom Cobbley and all. Uh, so, but we are talking transfers today. Uh, we're also talking. Let's see who's in the chat that's talking. Mike is in. Good evening, Mike. How are you? Uh, it's going to be a great stream as always. Look, I told you, stop. I can't afford you. I can't afford to pay you, mate. So stop being so nice. Uh, but as he says there, please drop a like, share, and subscribe. Uh, well, yeah, I did read that before, Mike. Good luck with the interview, mate. Hope it does go well. Uh, Terry says, come on, Lester, lads, have your say, indeed. Uh, Nate is in all the way from the good old US of A. Evening, Nate. Um, he's saying good luck to Mike. Uh, Blue Fox is in, hi. Uh, Thunder is in, good evening, sir. Connor Code is a good deal. Excellent, excellent. Um, Baby Squad back for Coventry. <laughs> well, you never know, Highfields. You never know. Uh, I can't believe Tottenham just signed Madison, the bastards. Do you know what, though? Anthony, as an Arsenal fan, I think the last player you actually signed from us officially was Alan Smith. I can't think of anybody. I'm sure somebody will remind me if there was somebody after that. Now, I know that you, as fans, have posted up lots of pics of all our players in Arsenal shirts, but I think the last one you actually bought was... Yeah, I think it was Alan Smith. Obviously, Photoshop is something that Arsenal fans just get off on doing. All sat there with the little odds on doing the Photoshop. Oh, that's another Leicester player in an Arsenal shirt. Yeah, it's never going to happen. Never going to happen. Uh, Blue Fox, Winks and Cody are pretty much done. Yep, uh, that's, what I'm, that's what we're going to be talking about. I think he's back. I think he is back training, sir. Smiths does his in. Good evening, sir. Uh, I wonder if we sign Winks. Will they give him the number 40? Who knows? <laughs> Sorry, I've just got that. Ah. Andrew, that <laughs> he was so so slow there. In fact, I think I think that I should have been on the forty winks. Uh, but let's just say this. maybe we could live without the wisecracks. Yes, maybe maybe we should do. Um, I, know, I was I was very slow with that one. Um, I remember seeing photos of Var. Oh, yeah, who who. Name me a Leicester player that we haven't seen photos shops of in our in Arsenal shirts off. Um, here's one for the oldies: Bill Cody, Buffalo Bill. Yeah, Terry, you're right. Oldies, uh, <laughs> Blue Fox. What will happen with Albrighton? Uh, and on what will happen with Albrighton on and Coffin Chris? Yeah, let me get back to let me get back to you on that one. Um, so look, we've got a couple of guests in. We've got um, a um, well, we've got a Leicester fan. Let's bring him in. I feel I was about on the verge of having withdrawal symptoms because I hadn't seen him for so long. 
Bradders, welcome back. You have been down in deepest, darkest Leicester. Yeah, I had to venture over there just for some self-pity, I guess, for, for, for our season. And uh, I'm now back in uh, weirdly sunny Manchester. So, um, yeah, it's good to be back, he says, yeah. optimistically. <laughs> and, of course, I mean, there's three people in, three guests in, there's only ever going to be one that came in third, wasn't there? Where's he gone? There he is. Oh, okay. he, 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 he came in third, and I was expecting him to come in second. <laughs> Darren's third man. At least he just understood the reference. <laughs> yeah. A bit like me with the 40 winks. You know what? Yeah. I, I love that to happen. <laughs> um, you know, that is never, ever going to get old, that um, third in a two-horse race. I am sorry. But look, welcome along, mate. Huge Spurs fan. You've uh, mm. We've seen you cry over recent seasons. Um, probably feeling a little bit happier today. Your link is in the description below, but just tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, so um, I'm on a lot of socials, but my YouTube is Hasbro TV. Um, I stream once or twice a week. I'm mostly Tottenham Talk, unfortunately, Leicester fans. It's not a Leicester channel. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also, if you want to see me moaning about Levy, well, not recently, but um, go follow me at Hasbro92. So, yeah. <laughs> Another problem. Well, like I say, the link is in below. It is a great channel, guys. Go and check it out. Um, Brad, I mean, I, I read somewhere that um, uh, the, the Madison deal was going to be rushed through because Levy had got involved to speed things up. And somebody said to me, but when has there been a Tottenham transfer when he hasn't been involved? Yeah, um, you know, I think Tottenham fans feel the same way about Daniel Leverley sticking his nose in as most wrestling fans do about hearing Vince McMahon sticking his nose in on a pay-per-view event. It, it, it normally ends with disaster and every so often he does get it right. I mean, I'd said to you, didn't I, tongue-in-cheek before we came live, the only good thing to come out of Madison going to Spurs is he'll always keep that shirt nice and white because he won't be using it to rub, rub any uh, stains off us, any silverware anytime soon, will he? Harry, that's not me. I never said that. I never said that. But he did. Won't... He paid me to say it, Harry. We won't go into Brad and his stains. That's another story altogether. Uh, but look, you've got him, and I'm surprised that Newcastle haven't signed, kind of come in. And I'm I've got to be honest with you, all joking aside, when you look at what Spurs have achieved and Man United was supposed to be interested, are you surprised that he's agreed to come to Tottenham? And I, and I mean that in the nicest possible way. Well, yes and no. Uh, yes, because if you look at the position we're in compared to, say, someone like Newcastle or Man United who actually have Champions League football, um, most fans would say, oh, a team with Champions League's got a better chance of signing a player. Um, no, in the sense that I think if he went to United, his game time would be a lot more limited um, and he probably wants to get into the England team. And in terms of Newcastle, from what I've heard, they want to get Sabotzelai. So if I said that wrong, I think, but Sabotzelai, I think it's like a, he plays in the German league. Mm -hmm. Leipzig, I think it's Leipzig. Yeah. So I don't think he was on top of their list. But also, um, it's in London. So I think that's part of a reason too. Uh, someone told me that he wanted to come to London. So I think that's the factor. But it, the, what surprised me is more how fast we all got the deal actually done. 
because it seemed like it took only like a week. But from what I read, I don't know if you saw the report, apparently Leicester and Spurs wanted to do the deal amicably <laughs> and fast, which is quite mm. surprising. So, and to have no like bad blood. So that's probably why it got done so quickly at that sort of fee. Well, just um, just as, as we are talking about that, um, we do actually have um, some... Because it has just all gone through. Madison has finally actually, well, not finally, because it's not been that long, as you just said, but he has signed. Uh, hopefully, let's see if this will work, if we'll be able to play his... Here we go. So, Brad, he's got. Anybody want to buy a, a, a second-hand cheap Madison signed Leicester shirt at all? <laughs> no, but after watching that cringy video, I want a bucket to throw up in. There's no way he threw. I can tell you for a fact, there's no way he threw that in the ball's eye either. That was a crap edit into the ball. So, but yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I, we knew he was going, and I'm going to say, and in fairness to Spurs, I'm glad that it's just been done so quickly, Brad. Yeah, well, the one thing we all said at the fallout at the end of last season, and well, even before the season ended and we weren't sure what division we were playing in, we was like, no matter what happens, we cannot have ourselves another Yuri Tillemans. And look, I, he's one of them players that I think if you said to me, where would you rather him go? Somewhere crappy like Manchester United or somewhere where he's got no fear of keep winning silverware I'd tell him Spurs every day of the week for, for 40 million and 40 million for a player over one year of his deal if you said to me Chris did he warrant that move off one season no um, the last season he was an absolute ghost so to get 40 million for him and to get a wish order midfielder coming in is, is not a bad bad bark of the deal so Look, I wish him all the best because I think Leicester will forever be etching his head. He's obviously got some marks. Conveniently, Spurs didn't show them tattoos that he's got um, uh, of, of Leicester memories on there for some reason. I don't know why. So he's not going to leave with any malice, is he? That, that's probably the good things we can take from the deal. I, I'm surprised that they let him go for 40, though, because I was reading you guys wanted like 60 million for him. The thing is, though... I You're not going to get that in the Championship, no. though. We no. tried that with Yori. And I think you've also got to, to remember that if we said we want to sell him for 40, Levy would have come in and said, I'll give you 25. That's true. That's actually you true. Know. Yeah. So if we, you know, and somebody said this the other day, like, well, we're going to get 64 and we're asking 60. Well, I said, yeah, well, what we ask and what we get. And let's be honest with you. Uh, and we do know that whoever gets relegated, their players do get sold. Mm. Look, we bought Harry Maguire from Hull. Uh He's not so much as Brad just said, you know, we, we, his value went down when we went down, so to speak. Um, not the complete opposite to a prostitute, of course. 
<laughs> yeah, sorry, I couldn't resist that. Um, don't want to blow it up, though. But look, you know, you've got uh, also, you know, didn't have a good season last season. I mean, you must be happy you got him for 40. I'm happy we've sold him for 40. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I expected us to pay like 50, 60 million for him. But yeah. at the same time, I'm just hoping we get the Madison that I want. <laughs> Not like, you know how Tottenham is. So we sign a player and he'd do really well in another club. We joined Spurs. It's something he doesn't know how to play football. So... <laughs> I'm just praying we get the Madison, like the playmaker Madison that we've wanted for so long to replace Ericsson. So, yeah. But I think I think they will, Brad, won't they? Because he is a good player. He was probably, um, certainly, I don't know if he was the player of the season last season, but he was certainly sort of in the top three or four. Um, mind you, there wasn't an awful lot to choose from, was there? But, I mean, we know he's got the ability there. And he was just in a team that was absolutely performing shite. Yeah, he was because it's not like he's not like certain players <laughs> that went missing for eighteen to twenty months and didn't look interested in a game of football. He always looked frustrated when he wasn't playing, whether that was because of injury or or, or the bell end. Um, you just hope, as a Tottenham fan, and I can I can imagine uh, that they're they're hoping that bell it end. doesn't. It doesn't take Big Ange um, three months to get sacked with no wins in three months. And, and then you have to get Brendan Rodgers in, who's a beautiful human being and will guide Spurs to all sorts of things because we know he was your first choice, really. But no, he, he should do well. I mean, it's not like you've gone and spent £50 million on a Brazilian to score one goal in the league or take his shirt off. Um, but, you know, you've, it's not like you've ever wasted money before on a transfer. It's not like you've ever got big money for a player and then spent it on names like Soldado and Pavlochenko. Um, yeah, Madison should do all right. You should get your money's worth out of him. Depends how he's managed in a way. Because mm. that's what did him for us last season, how he was managed. So he wasn't playing in that number 10 role like he had been for pretty much all his time at Leicester, no matter who was in charge. It was it was very strange. So, yeah, you play him there. You won't. I mean, they won't have Harry Kane there. So he's going by me, and it that'll happen. So it depends who he gets up as his as as who he's supplying that will show what Madison can do. Because that was the thing, wasn't it, Chris? Madison, even when he wasn't getting assists, he was supplying the likes of Dakar and whoever in front of him the ball. They just weren't finding the net. So as long as your Harry Kane replacement yeah. is of a decent quality, you you should get the best out of Madison, and he will get you goals as well. You know, and uh, I mean, okay, there's a, there's a lot of comments in the chat about, you know, he's not going to win anything at Tottenham and what have you. Whatever we joke about with Tottenham, he's still sort of a, well, what is now a top seven club in fairness with, with Newcastle coming along. I know Newcastle uh, didn't want to go in for him because they've just bought Tonelli, is it, for 60-odd million? Tenali, they are, yeah. yeah, and they are... They are actually worried about uh, financial fair play, <coughs> Manchester City. But um, yeah, I it, heard about that. Yeah, yeah, they're worried about FFP. And, yeah. But fair enough. You know what I mean? That's what got us into a bit of trouble this season. Um, but where, where, do you see him fitting in? Do you see him being a starter? I think he walks into the team straight away, and I'm hoping. I, I have to admit, I wasn't. Andrew wasn't definitely not my first choice for a manager. But from what I've read of him, he plays a 4-3-3. 
And yeah. I imagine he might use him as the second eight because his two eights apparently push really high up. It's almost plays sort of tens uh, mm. in a sense. And Spurs are also looking for number six slash eight. I read to, like just before I came on. Um, Sammy Mockbell reported that. Um, so they're trying to fix the midfield. And obviously, Bentacle's out till next year. I don't think we'll see Bentacle till January, if I'm being honest. And he was basically our only progressive midfielder in the team last season. And we badly need one. And we obviously, like I said, we lacked a playmaker since Harrison's gone. So I think he walks into the team. Even a 4 3 3, I think he'll play straight away. And. <sighs> Oh, I forgot my question. I was looking at the chat. Um, it, will he be a starter? Yeah, like I said, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Bad. We had to sell him, didn't we? And were we not better? I think we were better off selling him now for 40 million rather than trying to drag it on and drag it on and drag it on. And you end up with the Fafana di- uh, situation where we're selling him at the last minute. And can I just say, sorry, Andreas Act 25, for God's sake, stop spamming. You're getting on my nerves now. Leave it at least a minute before before reposting. Uh, we get what you're saying. Don't don't go on and on and on about it. In fact, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. He's pissed me off that much. Um, I'm going to remove... Remove... Um, Whatever it was, it wasn't Twitter, wasn't Facebook, wasn't YouTube, whatever the other one was. Uh, <laughs> the purple one. Um, but yeah, Brad, we were better off getting what we can for him now, weren't we? Yeah, of course, of course you were. And um, inevitably, I mean, I know we're, we, we're going to talk about the, um, the players that we're looking like getting over the line just as quickly, if you will. I think it helped that Tottenham probably had a carrot to dangle because they probably see it as, well, if we give you forty million, I've heard there's some add-ons which we probably won't get because you know they're allergic to silverware and they'll never get in the Champions League again. I'm only joking. I'm just bitter at this moment, Hazard. I'm only no, we don't know what the add-ons are. It could it could be getting Champions League qualification or or um, anything. Uh, I think they had the carrot to dangle because Leicester are quite known throughout the last four or five seasons or years or however you want to look at it of finding a player on the cheap and getting the best out of him and i've not the the funny thing is had we stayed up and they offered harry winks i'd, I'd have been laughing from here to next week about them offering harry winks because he's not that level but you never know someone takes their opportunity grip by the teeth gets gets a good run in a championship side to really try and prove he's he, he is capable of the level above i think I think that maybe helped Levy with his deal because he only feels like I'm paying thirty million for Madison because I'm gonna get ten million of them back with um, with Winks going. So that's how that bold headed assassin will look at it. So it probably helped both of them get the deal across easier. Um, I believe even Levy offered to pay for the posters and packaging for Winks, but again, cheap replacement. He comes to Leicester if he plays if if he has a storm of the season. Um, and, and he's one of our best players and gets us back up into the Premier League, you, you're going to look at him and say that Madison deal, all in all, is is, is incredible business for Leicester. Yeah. Uh, LCFC believers says Norwich will get money. Yes, they will. They get 15%. They get something off it, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And I also, Coventry gets some money as well. 
they get, I think it is 15% as well. But shouldn't they get the 15% off uh, what Norwich get? Yeah, it's, it's a knock-on effect. So say if Norwich get 3 million, Whatever it is, I don't, I don't do percentage of mass, but yeah, then they get they have a deal that kind of tails through. So Norwich have to pay fifteen percent of what they earn to, from the to deal cover, to cover it. Yeah. So, so we we'll give them two pound fifteen or Twix. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Harry, look, like you say, one, one one way, one the other. Why they just didn't include it as part of the deal? God knows. Know. But yeah. There's reasons, I guess. There's reasons. Um, Harry Wicks, you didn't have him last season. Obviously, he was over at Sampdoria. Mm. Um, and I'm guessing, therefore, you're not sorry to see him go. <laughs> not, not really. Um, the thing with Harry Winks, and this is like a, like a a pattern with English midfielders that come from Spurs Academy, is they all seem to be quite similar. So even going back through to from Ryan Mason, Tom Carroll, players like that, and then obviously Winks was the successor to them. Yeah. And at the beginning, he started off really well. He was exciting. Everyone was like, "This guy's going to be really good." Um. He's lived kind of lived off that night in Madrid, not in Madrid, sorry, at Wembley against Madrid, where he kind of played as like the sitter and we won 3 1 or something like that at home to Real Madrid in the Champions League. And everyone, like Jack Wilshire, everyone says, oh, what that one game where he was really, really good. But since then, he hasn't really kicked on at Tottenham. And obviously, Mourinho played him a bit. Uh, he had managed, we've had so many managers since then. Nuno played him for a bit. But he never really kind of pushed on as a player. And whether that's to do with like irregular game time or just his level, mm. like I don't know because I don't think I've seen Winks play regularly since Pochettino's left the club, if I'm being honest. Um, but yeah, he's not really that much of a progressor of the ball if you speak to most Spurs fans. He's more... Of, like, I see him more because obviously you get let go of Tielemans. I don't know if you brought anyone in since then, but he's more to me as like a Tielemans replacement rather than Madison. Right. Right. Well, yeah. we need that. We need that as well, don't yeah. we? Because <laughs> Ma- if you're going to praise Madison, you kind of need like a proper playmaker. Winks isn't that kind of player. Hmm. Yeah. Excited by this, though, Brad? And we'll come on to other players yeah. later. But... Yeah, I mean, like like I said, if it, if we was in the Premier League and we'd done it, I'd be calling a stupid because he's not showing anything to suggest he's that quality yet. Sometimes these late bloomers um, in football, they need to they, they take a step down to the vision. You see them come back up and they absolutely flourish in the right environment. I mean, you look at our team and we obviously still don't know who's going to be around. There's a billion rumours and we've got no players and we've got 42 players because we're selling everybody but bringing in a million signers, as it does every club at every transfer window. But you look at our squad and who's left, you, you would look at, the fact that we do have a gap in that midfield because you've got Samare who could probably push up there but if you're going to play three you've only got Samare and, and at the moment Jewsby Hall available for that role so we it's probably one we needed prioritised because uh, again the flourish of the Kalechi rumours have sort of gone away from Forest that they haven't perked back up so so far your strike force is looking relatively strong Um and I will probably talk about it. You probably question me about it. Harvey Barnes, I don't see being there, but for the time being, he still is. Mm. And then the back lines pretty much seeming to get strengthened. Obviously, with the rumor that we're going to talk about afterwards and after this, but um, it's probably the only area we need to really make sure we've got a bulk of numbers in and, and getting one through the door early. Like I said, 
if we'd have tried to include him in the deal, it may have dragged it out for a few weeks because I think Levy would have been going, well, you want He's Harry Winks in the yeah, deal. We'll yeah. only give you 30 yeah. or 28 million. And, and, and it made it complicated. It's probably easier for, to do them separate. So Leicester got the best and they got the best value for, for, for Winks as well. 10 million. But also, I'll say with Harry... Winks before I forget and Madison, mm. um, I don't know if you saw my retweets earlier to, after the signing, but it, back in last sometime last year, I think even last summer, um, there was rumours that Leicester were looking at Winks even from then. Mm. And obviously Spurs look at Madison even from then. And if you really want to know, Spurs have been following Madison since commentary, which is like really far back. And But as normal with Tottenham, we only concluded a deal like 10 years later. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years and 20 million pounds later. <laughs> I mean, Lorente, you know Lorente, uh, we didn't want him back in the Red Nap days. And we got him yeah. from the Pochettino like five years later. But, but, but it's like Spurs follow players a long time. for him, do you think, Harry? Sorry, is ten million too expensive for him, or do you think it, it, no, it's, it's about uh, fair? It's about right, I think. I'm happy with ten million. Not that it's like too much, but I just think it's just. I'm just happy we have got something. Really, yeah. I even yeah. would have sold him for less. But I think with Winks, uh, that one thing that might play to his favour going to Leicester is that getting a player that with something to prove is that mm. very different. Obviously, he went to Sampdoria last season and they got relegated. And I don't know how much he played, but I can't imagine he made that much of an impression in Italy. But at least with Leicester, he it might was give him another for chance. The first, yeah, twenty games. Must give him another crack. And if he obviously brings you wild guys back up, it will probably mm. suit him a lot more. I think anyway, as in because he, he comes with a he goes with a point to prove. And if I did, do you know Holly Agonbar by any chance? Her YouTube channel. She loves Harry Winks, so she's probably quite sad right now. <laughs> We'll have, to get, we'll have to get her on. Yeah. <laughs> but she's one of the few Spurs fans that likes Harry Winks. Maybe we can hear something positive about him. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's know. not like... The thing with yeah. Harry Winks is that always with these English play, midfielders that Spurs seem to bring in, bring out from the youth system, as they all seem to be the same. And this is mm. obviously Spurs fans, fans, Spurs fans, sorry, fear with Skip already, is that he'll come through in, that, in like a year or two and he'll just be the same minimalistic midfielder where he'll score the odd goal. He might play the odd progressive pass, but you never kind of get that sort of like top elite yeah. player that you really want or even someone who's good enough for like a top four team. Like they might be good as squad players, but they may be not good for... Do you, know, you think he was given yeah. enough chance at, at Spurs? You said a lot of managers came in, looked at him. I mean, we've had players like that with Kelechi, haven't we, Brad, where mm. he was never really given the chance. And, and if you're not given the chance of a, of a run of games, then it's hard to to establish yourself, and he might get that at Leicester. Harry, sorry. Yeah, well, that's the hope of, of signing isn't it? Yeah. Really, that's that's what we're taking the chance on. And again, I think, I think even though, obvious for obvious reasons, Leicester are going to be one of, if not probably the biggest favourite to go up. It's it's not every day you see a Championship side chucking ten million at a transfer. That's probably them going well. You know, bringing four players. Well, we need three on loan, and maybe one we're bringing them on a permanent basis. So. We know what we're up against. We're the Man City of the Championship, if you want to look at it that way, I, I guess, with what we'll have available to spend. And I think the fact is that because that um, midfield still, it isn't completely watered down. Yes, we've lost Tillemans. We do that anyway. Madison had the decency to, to not piss us around and 
and and and actually just say I want to leave and, and not piss us around and all an hour about staying at Leicester. Mm. Um, so, you know, Harry Winks goes into that team with the greatest respect to him from what we've been able to see of him. And it's not a lot in the Premier League. Mm. Um, is there won't be that pressure on him, you know, to be the star midfielder. You know, he's got Dewsbury Hall in that team. You can imagine Leicester won't want to sell him. He's a local lad, so you can't imagine he'd want to leave. And we don't know yet, obviously, with other players. But with what's there right now for him, he's not going to have every eye on him to be the next James Madison, the next Yuri Tillemans. He's, he's going to be able to adapt and settle in. And, you know, we've got a wish order pet control. And maybe that's what he needs, a big manager with a big voice, not not ninth choice manager of Spurs to, to, to try and know. command him. I don't know. Don't turn around. Don't turn around, Harry. That knife will definitely go in your back. I just want to, <laughs> before I let you know, we move on to sort of different non, non-Tottenham uh, players, because there are some non-Tottenham players we have been linked with. Uh, oh. Are you sure what... you don't want Dairo Sanchez? Oh, I could, I could <laughs> drive him to the rest if you want. You're all right, mate. You're all right. We don't want Dyer either, but he doesn't want to leave you. But you Yeah, know, did you see the report? He just wants to stay. <laughs> and, and you're welcome to keep him. Um, <laughs> never never as a player suited his name more. But like, I want to just read this. Uh, Football.London Spurs reporter Rob Guest. I don't know if you, I presume you've heard of yeah, him. Yeah, I know who's. Um, yeah, yeah. He's given... Uh, Leicestershire Live, Leicester Mercury, sort of the, the lowdown, if you like, on Harry Winks. Now, he said his strengths, uh, Winks' main strength is that he is technically very good on the ball and an intelligent passer, with former manager Potticino liking him to Xavi and Andreas in Esther in the past due to the qualities he possesses in his locker. Let's hope he takes them out onto the pitch, eh? Uh, someone who is comfortable at turning and connecting the play when moving forward, Winks can be a real hit in the Leicester midfield, especially if they're going to play possession-based game under Enzo Mascara, which I think they are going to, because I think they want to play out from the back. Um, his time at Sampdoria will also have helped his game, as he was a rare shining light for them, as he tried to help keep them in Serie A. Weaknesses? Um, oh, God. Maybe something that he could improve on is his play off the ball. What he has... Also, maybe not helped his game in recent seasons is a troublesome ankle injury that has seen him miss games. Winks did go under the knife uh, late last year to correct the problem, draw his Sampdoria loan spell, and he made 19 successive starts after his debut. Now, normally I'd be worried about that because, like I say, we did used to have Harold Chipman working at uh, Seagrave, but uh, that doctor has moved on apparently, so hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get somebody decent in. Uh, best position? Winks will give Leicester plenty of options in midfield as he's taken up a number of roles throughout his career. Although he has played quite a bit deeper role in the past, the player has admitted previously that he considers himself as someone who can play as a number eight, uh, as someone who is very good on the ball with an eye for a pass, playing as a number eight would allow him the opportunity to really influence things further forward given his strengths. Uh, Would you say that about sums him up? Yeah. That's about right. I think with Winks, so they probably missed out. Is some of his decision making is not very good. As in, he he can play good passes. Like the description's mm-hmm. very good, but it's just um, sometimes his 
maybe it's just because he's playing at Tottenham because a lot of our players have this. They just make really bad decisions. Yeah. <laughs> so then in the middle of the game, he would just make, suddenly just do something really stupid. You don't, you don't mean bad decisions <laughs> like Daniel Levy picking managers, do you? <laughs> oh God, I got one in. You see, Brad, you're wearing <laughs> off on me. I blame Brad. I blame. Brad. But also, it's just like just picking passes. Sometimes he, you, you watch him play, and mm. he won't. Like he's good at passing, as in, if you say as a passer, like if he plays the pass, ninety nine percent of the time it will find the play he wants to play. It's just I think when he looks but... around to pick the pass, he might not pick the play that say I would say, oh, you should pass to him. Or two passes before, if that makes sense. I don't know. It's oh, we used not to that. Aren't we? <laughs> it's when I try to describe too early, it's not progressive. It's like a Madison, but yeah, because the we... number eight is definitely his best position. Though. We knew, we used to have... players not being able to pass to each other in our team. I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll get that. He will definitely pass to your players. Yeah. Ari, look, thank you so very much for coming on. Good, well done at getting Madison. Um, Good luck for next season. Hey, good luck. Um, I hope you come back up at least, because at least because I actually like Leicester. I'm not going to lie. I know Spurs fans say they hate them, but uh, you guys, you guys are fun to watch in general. Like I do watch. <laughs> no, that you you yeah. you'd be most welcome back anytime. And on okay. Brad's channel, who uh, is doing the quizzes on his channel now, so uh, I'm sure he will contact you. Maybe for the one we were talking about earlier, Brad. Harry. Maybe don't don't worry though, Hazard. That there's there's no trophies on offer, so you don't have to bottle it and you get to that final one. So we have no prizes for you to worry about winning. It's just for fun. But yeah, if you want to I'll come on a something. quiz, mate, it's all it it, it uh, they're either going to be Premier League based or well, first time for everything. But um, yeah, they're all Premier League based or. Some will be specific club based, but that they're, they're still easy enough games. It's all for fun and enjoyment, mate. So if you want to be on one of the quizzes okay. coming up, let let me know, mate. Anyway, <laughs> thank you so very much, mate. The link to your channel is in the description below. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for having me on, on again. Actually, and thanks for having you on, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Soon. We'll have you back on. Take, Take care. Right. Cheers. Bye bye. Oh God! You 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 literally made me, me choke. Then, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about that description? I mean, I'm I'm excited by the signing, if I'm honest with you, and I think it's great that we're making these signings early on. Yeah, it, it, it's good. Again, value for the player that's leaving is right near the mark. I'm expecting. I mean, there's not many a championship player I can think of that have seen themselves being sold for forty million. Um, so it, it's all they were good deals. And, and again, the price you bring him in for, there's no weight of expect expectation on him. There's, you know, it's a good price to pay for him. The, if he's still been in the Premier League, do you think would have been asked to pay more for him? Of course you would if you get Premier League tax. Daniel, this this deal would drag on if it's a Premier League versus Premier League club. It would have been us holding out for £60 million because we can. And, it'd been, and then Daniel Levy would have been going, well, suddenly I think Harry Winks is worth £25 million and then he'd have got a punch in the throat for being so stupid. Well, we're not, thankfully. And like I said, I've never known a day like this for almost signings um, because this one looks like it's going to go through. No, it doesn't. Uh, why hasn't that updated? Um, Connor Cody. Talk about Connor Cody. Um, 
that would be a good signing, wouldn't it? I can't believe that Wolves are still letting him go. Yeah, it's it's a great signing. And from the reports I've heard on Sky Sports, he's very keen on the move because he wants to get himself back into a, into a team that's going to play first team, give him first team football. Um, as you know, my dad's a Wolves fan. We were talking yeah. about it when I mentioned it. I said, "Oh, the rumours come up apparently after Connor Cody," and he went, "That's ridiculous," because he was fuming that they sent him out on on, on loan because at the start of the season, I think they only had one fit centre back, and Everton obviously came in for him and, and offered to loan him, and 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 they let him go. That my dad rates him very highly. So there's a lot of people, well, the other three Wolves fans, I guess, when I say a lot of people. But they, they were saying um, they were really keen for him to be in the team next season. They rate him highly. And, and again, another deal that looks like it's going to be a very cheap steal uh, mm. for Leicester. You wonder if we'd get him in the Premiership. I think he's one we'd have gone for in the Premier League. Regardless, I don't think we'd get him for as cheap. But um, yeah, an absolute brilliant buy. An England international nonetheless, may I just say. Um, I know, so. I want to say what has really happened to his career because he was doing well, was he not, at, at Wolves? And then suddenly he was out of favour. And I don't mean just out of favour. Well, maybe not as out of favour as Soyuncu was with Rogers, But, you know, it's just for me, 8.5 million, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, and, and this is one where if you ask me which one of these deals are you more eager to get over the line, I would say I would want the first one to be, you would assume it's going to be Harry Winks that gets announced first, but you, I would like them to be as close as possible in an announcement because I'm just waiting for somebody to chuck Wolves 8, 15, 20 million forward because he must have had something similar to Soyuncu where the manager's just, He's got he's rubbed the manager up the wrong way and or something because you don't go from making England starts to being a team of you know one of the players of the season as a defender, um, you know, having a very good time in the England camp when he played and, and then suddenly getting frozen out to the point where he was almost hounded out of the club out on loan by the manager. It's it's very strange. But I'm not going to complain, mate. You know, if you said to me Leicester were paying more for him than Harry Winks, I'd have said we've still got a great deal. The fact that we're going to potentially, we have to say potentially because we all know things can go south on a transfer. But if you said to me now, Brad, we've just signed Harry Winks for 10 million and Connor Cody for 8.5 million, I'd be calling our backroom staff geniuses for getting that deal done for eight and a half million for Connor Cody. Totally, totally. I'm just looking. Uh, Everton on loan. He only made twenty-four appearances for them. Yeah, I'm not sure when he when it was. He went on loan straight straight away, and I, I, I I'm not sure if the manager option. before he went on the eighth of August on a season-long loan with an option to buy. Yeah, I, I in the two yeah I yeah I I know maybe there was a time when in between the transition period of the managers where he may have been dropped out of favour because they're obviously desperate to try and change their fortunes around. And maybe Sean Dyche during his starting period was kind of tinkering. You know, he had a few ex... Um, well, I was you know, just, had a few... say, just reading it here that when Sean Dyche took over, uh, his main 
back two were Keane and Tarkovsky, who, of course, were both ex-Burnley players. Yeah, which probably didn't do him any favours because um, uh, it's a bit strange. I don't like it when managers do that, but I get it. You know, I, I suppose that's why Neil Lennon ended up playing for Celtic at any point in his life because of because of uh, Martin O'Neill being there. But yeah, I mean. I don't understand why they would, though. Everton, I don't know understand why. I mean, maybe it's Sean Dyche. He's got his three bum buddies there from Burnley days, hasn't he? Tarkovsky, uh, Keane, and um, what's the one? Dwight McNeil. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that he's maybe said, well, if I'm going to be second choice, you know, third choice centre-back, I'd rather drop down a division to someone who's going to want me. And it's going to be interesting to see how we're going to play this season then because you would assume... Again, we don't know anything, but you would assume that our two acquisitions from last season, Sutar and Faze, would be the eyes for the starting lineup. So it's going to be interesting to see. But again, yeah. another one that's got something to prove. I heard he comes with a little bit of an injury record. I don't think it's anything too drastic. I think it's like he just picks up niggles. But mm. uh, oh yeah, I suppose yeah, they spent six hundred million pound in debt. I mean, they haven't got the money. That makes sense. He's but... Also, he's age thirty, so he's not a spring chicken. Uh, however, he's got that experience. I mean, you've got when you. I mean, I'm particularly thinking that the the, the two centre backs, if we're going to play four, are going to be Cody and. Um, Suter, to be honest with you, because Suter has obviously got the experience of the championship. He knows it inside out. And Cody has just got experience, um, obviously, you know, w w with his age. Uh, I mean, he was actually born in St. Helens, Merseyside. And I suppose, I presume he's got a family. I, I, I don't know that much, to be honest with you. Uh, he's a Liverpool fan, apparently. But we won't hold that against him. But if he's got a family and you're living in Wolves, in Wolves, in Wolverhampton, it's not exactly, you're not having to move your family or change schools or things like that, are you? No, and, and that could be pivotal in, in players' decision-making. We, we've seen it with you're a certain... Exactly, just about to say, we've seen that with a certain um, player whose ego's probably got deflated, realising he's gone to Villa and not Real Madrid, where he was thinking he would be two years ago. But, um, yeah, it can play a factor. Again, I was surprised to hear on Sky Sports that, um, you know, obviously it's from the sources that they're saying that he's keen on the move. Um, yeah. This maybe puts an end to uh, Johnny Evans' time at Leicester. Like, I think it was Jeff that you put his comment up there. I, I would be inclined to agree with it because that talk has gone quiet now, hasn't it? There was a lot of insistence. Yeah, sorry, Terry. Sorry, Terry. I know it's normally you or Jeff that um that didn't don't don't like Evans, <laughs> which I get. I get. I do understand it. But um, maybe that's put a cease and desist on that. Maybe that's Evans being told, you know what, mate, you you're on in an R and you either want to be or you don't. We'll get you need that experience head, like you said, Chris. You have yeah. Sutar, who's the, the level of experience of championship, and Connor Cody is no more. And like you said, he's, he's thirty years of age. So you've probably got a few seasons where, again, Leicester have been very good at that process. Evans, Wes Morgan, Robert Hooth. You know, ever since I can remember, even the likes of back in the day when it was Taggart, Walsh and Elliot, they always had that late 20s, early 30s player that would solidify themselves for two or three seasons. And if that's what you're going to get for eight and a half million, you know, which arm do you want me to snap off? Yeah. 
I mean, I'm just looking there. I mean, he played once for Liverpool, went to Sheffield United on loan, played 39, 45 then they moved to Huddersfield. 273 games for Wolverhampton Wanderers. For England, four at the under-16 level, 17 at under-17, two at under-18, 12 at under-19, four at under-20, and 10 games for the full national team since 2020. Now, what I'm looking at here is two players, right, that we're going to, we're hopefully, touch wood, going to be signing. You never quite know with Leicester, do you? But Harry Wilkes and Connor Cody. Should we, and I'm saying should because we know we can't take anything for granted, but should we go back up, ready Premier League, red, well, not, not like an oven ready turkey, really, Premier League ready players? Because again, they've both played there. Yeah, and, and, and I think that's the thing that, that, that made, and I understand why, given it was very raw, uh, it happened. I understood the pessimisticness around, oh, there you go, he was at Wolves that long, he won them the championship. Um, I understand the fans' pessimistic um, approach when we were in the championship, saying, oh, we're not going to come straight back up, it's going to be a struggle. And again, there's no guarantees just because we're getting these players in and we're keeping hold of certain players, so that's going to happen. But you would assume that Leicester aren't like many other teams that, 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 that bounce straight back up. And this is with the greatest respect to Burnley and, 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 and Nottingham Forest, the tree huggers. You know, 30 lone players in, got them promoted. Not so much Burnley, but you know, Forest had a lot of lone players. And I think any you ask any of their fans, there was probably maybe out of them 30, there was probably three or four that you think they have a chance to be good in the Premiership. The rest have done their job. We can discard them. We need to clear them out. They, 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 the championship level, we can't take the risk. We've got to do. Whereas Leicester, and again, I know I said it a bit tongue-in-cheek, but we really are the Man City of the championship with the, the amount of money we can splash around. You're talking two transfers combined. Even the best of sides in that division uh, that have a fairly financial backing would struggle to spend that money throughout the window. So you would look at it and go, Leicester aren't just building to try and get themselves back up and then say, thanks for the memories. See you later. Like, like we, like we've seen before, like you said, Chris, they're almost cooking to get themselves back up there. Because the players may not want to move on. I mean, when we went down to league one, we got a lot of lone players in, not many, apart from Lloyd Dyer being the obvious one, but not many that actually made it back into the championship with us. But I want to quote uh, pointer sisters to you. Because I'm so excited, and I I just can't hide it. So excited that I have put this top on in honour of Connor Cody joining us from Wolves, can I just say. <laughs> but it is, it is actually a Leicester top. Um, yeah, I mean, £18.5 million, uh for the likes of Wicks and Cody. I mean, Mike says there, £8.5 million, bloody steel. It so is. And I am worried, like you said, Brad, that somebody's just going to nip in and go, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give you 12. Uh, but he's, like you said, though, he is keen on coming to Leicester. Yeah, and again, sometimes, you know, again, we've got two very good compelling statements that it's location, location, location. And I'm not talking about a holiday show. You hear a lot of ex-players saying they had the chance to maybe move to a club, 
but they'd gone from up north to up south to somewhere in the middle and they, they they were dragging the family around and they've got young kids and they got to an age where they went you know what i just want to spend four five years at a club let my kids grow up a little bit and stay settled and you know if the objective is i'm sure he wouldn't have turned down everton had they come in because they're a premier league club but maybe that 600 million pound debt's gonna finally kick them in the ass who knows um not holding my breath but again maybe if somebody maybe somebody has come in and go well, we're willing to give you a little bit more and Colin Cody's got no if Leicester are interested uh, they're a good club they're local I don't have to relocate I'd be happy with going there and again unless something happens you know I I, I think that's maybe something that's helped rush this Mike, deal Mike through because he obviously there. doesn't want him there no Mike says there, I feel like we rejected PL offers with Leicester as a guarantee to play 90% and most likely win a lot of games. Uh, it is. And I'm, I'm very much like Terry said then. I wasn't thinking that we were going to come straight back up. But, and I know I'm probably going to sort of uh, really, really uh, <laughs> jinx it here. But Burnley last season, Dan was stood there this time of last season going like, yeah. As, uh, we're going to be down a couple of seasons and I'd sooner take a couple of seasons but come up stronger. Uh, and a new manager comes in. Half the team leave. A half and a new team come in and they absolutely storm the division. Sound like anybody, Brad? Yeah, it, it does have a ring to it, doesn't it, mate? I can't quite put my finger on where I've heard that before when they do that rebuild, come straight back up and, and that. But, yeah... And again, I completely understand why a lot of us were so dubious. We got relegated, the team looked deflated, um, that everything, even as happy or I said, more content I was with Dean Smith being at the at, at, as the manager for that, that, that eight-game running, everything just felt so uninspiring, didn't it? The team sheet the bench, the lineup, the full, anything and everything that season just felt uninspiring. And I know a lot of that damage was done in August. and at, Well, July as well, the transfer window, or the lack of transfer window we had that season. I, I, and, and the results that hit us early in the season, we never really covered from it. So I totally understand. But the one good thing I always say that comes from a relegation is come the end of the transfer window, Right, pretty much in championship. Let's face it, come the start of the season. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right. You know at least, unless you've maybe still got a big name and I'm talking to Harvey Barnes here, Chris, 
you are probably looking at your team kicking off at home against Coventry on Sunday and going, at least they're up for playing in this division, they're up for the fight. We know we've got players that are here, that are here not thinking, oh, well, I'll sign a five-year deal, but if we don't get European football in two seasons, I'll leave you. We're thinking of players that still see Leicester as a, as a very promising club uh, and are up for that fight in the championship. Uh, there's no way you get these players in from from higher up that don't want to assert themselves. You know, it's it's not like we're signing a big name and 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 shocking the world, dropping them down to division. You know, we we we're getting players that maybe Connor Cody is a little bit of a surprise, but again, wants to play first team football. Leicester's local to where he's living. Yeah, you know it. It's okay, not going to be to do some other yeah. players now. Um, I'm just looking at the time. Uh, now then, we've been linked with a striker, and we, we I know. Look, I I know you don't want to hear this, but the Nacho Man might be leaving. We could be looking at the season without the Nacho Man. Now, you know, somebody said to me once. What does the Nacho Man mean to Brad? I mean, I think that about sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah, you're pretty much spot on. I don't want him to go, Chris. Well, but... I see that because you were down training the other week and uh, you were filmed with him. <laughs> I think you were Spider-Man. <laughs> the truth be known. Well, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. But... Because I've done a new fucking jingle for him as well. I mean, that is, uh, you know, that ages are. Him and Daka going to Roma. But let me talk to you about Nathan Apuku. Do you remember him? No. Is he the guy that we sent to our sister club after we got him from American? We signed him from American College Club and we sent him over to OH Laven. Uh, And of course, technically, we still. He's on our books. So, um, just to say about him here, um, signed him in the January transfer window, immediately loaning him out to a uh, sister club, like you say, OH Laven. In seven Belgian top flight appearances, he scored three goals and assisted in the table, one place above Anderlecht. Uh, new work permit rules mean Apuka will be able to play for Leicester next season. And we're sitting now in the championship. Apuka stands a greater chance of breaking into the first team under uh, Enzo. I'd have him back. Um, I think we need four. Well, I think we need four strikers. As I can see, Jamie Vardy, to be honest with you, um, getting injured only because of so many games being played. You know, I think he'll, he will pull something. Uh, I think, you know, with the, I mean, you've got 46 league games, cups, which obviously start. You know, the week after the 
well, the, the few days after the Coventry game, I, I, I think he sounds a good prospect. Three goals in seven games. If you're struggling to get into a league in Belgium, it doesn't ring great promise through. I, 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 I'm a little bit disappointed in it because I, I know adapting to the English game isn't the easiest, but you're playing the same sport. It's not well, like it's talk, completely we're different. Talking Belgian top league, it's probably slightly less than the champ. I mean, the championship is probably the the sixth best league in Europe. You got the Premier League, you got the Spanish, Italian, German, um, and French, and then the championship is sort of deemed to be the next one. But I mean, he only played seven games. He's come over, so he had to adapt to European football. So to play seven games and get three goals in that division, I, 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 I would have him back and give him that time because I don't think you can then suddenly bring him back the next season and go, right, go in and score us the goals, especially if we get promoted. I mean, yeah. Probably for me, though, I, it... it, it I don't, I don't know. I'm just not buying. I don't know. I just, I, I would rather look elsewhere, maybe. if Because if you're going to bring him back, he's not going to be third choice. He'll be fourth choice striker. He won't be. Um, the only way he goes up the pecking order is if we sell Daka. Please don't sell Inacho. I'd rather you sell Daka than Inacho. I like them both, but please don't let my, don't let my footballing man crush go and play in that scummy red shirt. You can forget it. I'll have to file for divorce if that happened. But, you know, he's not going to, he doesn't inspire as a signing that I think, I mean, you never know. Enzo might get the better out of him when he's here and he's training. He might, um, he might think he's, he's brilliant and, and, and he'll, and he'll like the championship alone. I'm, I'm willing to be proven wrong, but he, he's not really, it's, it's not a lot to go on, is it? Seven games, three goals in the Belgian league. So we'll see, we'll see. But at least we've got that option now, I guess. I have a feeling, I think if before we come on to the gentleman above us, I think if any of the three strikers were to go, Enzo has said he wants Jamie to stay. I think Jamie, unless Sheffield Wednesday come in for him, and then I think they'd say go with our good you know, good wishes and thank you. I don't think he will go anywhere. Um I think Kalechi is the is the most sellable asset, to be honest with you. No, sadly, you are probably right on on, on that argument. Um, but don't shoot me here, Leicester fans. But I, I actually don't want Jamie Vardy here next season. Or is he thirty six now? He'll be thirty seven. Still, still rack up a few goals against those. You know, all right. You know, maybe he'll struggle against some of the top top teams, but some of the lower teams. Yeah, but don't you don't you want us? Yeah, but okay. So let's put the scenario in there, right? Let's just say for 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 S's and and, and G's, which is short for shits and giggles for those that are wondering with me slang talk there, that we kept Kalecki, Daka, and Vardy. You're telling me, right? Let's say we go through a busy period, and I don't know, I, I can't remember our fixtures off the top of it. But let's say we go through the busy Christmas period and we play the likes of Blackburn, Southampton, Leeds. And then we've got a home game against, say, Plymouth, who are bottom of the league. Let's just assume that's hindsight and that's where we're at. We're saying new to promote Plymouth, it's at rock bottom. 
Are we simply just going to say because it's Jamie Vardy, we're going to let him bang in a few goals against Plymouth, but drop Daku's in form for for sentiment reasons? I don't want that. I, no, if if no. you're telling me we keep them too, I would rather then say okay, have the um, have the assist to be on the bench and, and he can go in over Vardy because he'll play against Plymouth and score three goals, Chris, but then he'll get injured for six weeks. He's at that age. He'll be 37 yeah. at the halfway point of the season yeah, and won't kick a ball right, faster. If he's used right, and let's be honest with you, and I'm going to I'm gonna play it because I, I, I am going to say it, and if I say it, then it's only fair that I, I play Villain. it. Didn't know how to, you know, use his team, where Enzo might actually have some, some bit of a footballing brain and you might think, yeah, bring bring Vardy on for twenty minutes, and um, you know he, he might just get us that winning goal or something because the defence is knackered. Uh, and look, we'll see. Wouldn't it be a good way to end his career, getting us back into the Premier League, though? Oh yeah, of course it was. I I, I would be all for rooting, you know, Jamie Vardy scoring a goal that seals promotion and then gets tops it off with winning us the title with a couple of goals. I'm not saying he doesn't have his use, but if you're, if it all depends on how Enzo markets what he means by I want Jamie Vardy to be at Leicester. Does he want him, and is he going like down the route of every Leicester manager that's been before him? And it's I'm going to play Vardy no matter what because of what he's achieved and done, or is he saying to Jamie Vardy, I want you here for exactly the way you said it, Chris? You're not going to play every week. In fact, you might not play for a couple of weeks, but I'm going to be putting you on in games to either try and turn the tide or to rest players. Because if you do it that way, because what, what, what a striker wants to join us if he thinks, oh, great, I'm going to join the, the queue behind Dakar and, yeah, and Ian Acho. We've also got to think, and we've said this before, are we letting too many experienced players who are a voice in the dressing room go? And for the sake of one year left on his contract, does he not provide that? I suppose I suppose he does it in that sense. And then you'd look at Connor Cody if he comes in and think, well, there's a voice in the dressing room. You've still got voices Lester. in that dressing room. You are. He doesn't know Leicester, though, does he, Connor Cody? Well, no, he doesn't. But if he's got a command about him, and I have to believe he's been given the captaincy ban before, so he knows how to command the dressing room. And he's going to have younger, fresh faces Coming in, let's remember as well that let's not talk about the forgotten men here. But we have a depth in our squad to fill up as well. It's all well and good saying, "Oh, we need to replace Evans with his experience." We need to replace Tillemans and Madison, but we also need to improve that crap we had in the depth. Dave will thank me for this. The likes of Amarty, the likes of Perez, the likes of that no, you, number twenty-three. You start knocking the, the 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 hero that is our Daniel. Well, I know, but I just wanted to use him just to make Dave cheer up. Um, you know, the likes of the infamous number 23 lamppost and his young investor guard. You know, we need to replace this dump of crap and get these players in. So it's it's not, you know, we're going to have a flux of players, Chris, that won't know this traditional Leicester way that we've been accustomed to with Evans, Yuri, Barnes. And I'm saying Barnes because I still think we'll sell him. Uh, you know, and, and and then players. That that lesser core is gone. We've got a new manager with a with a Pep Guardiola style to it. He may actually change that dynamic of what Leicester fans have become accustomed to. Will it be a good thing or a bad thing? Only time will tell. But 
every era comes to its end, Chris. And this is we can't what fans can't do, right? And the first game of the season, we know it's a big one because it's commentary, but what the fans can't do is they can't expect, oh well, you know, before we before we the bell end messed it up, we're not gonna we're gonna continue playing attacking flowing football. We're gonna continue with lesser no, this might be a patient passing and silky football, Man City esque championship quality that we see. And you've got to be prepared to see a different Leicester and a different attitude in the dressing room. That family that we're talking about literally only has Jamie Vardy left. You know, we don't have Drinkwater, we don't have Matty James, we don't have Morgan, we don't have Casper. So that there's a new Leicester family now taking over the role. It's like a new cast of, a, of your favourite TV show getting recasted. It happens. Talking about, talking about a new family, uh, I've had his picture up there for a while. Joel Pirro. Um, Leicester City have made a bid for him from Swansea uh, Mike says he doesn't think Swansea will let him go 42 goals in two seasons apparently um, He scored 19 in the Championship last season Following from 24 in all competitions The previous is Dutch He's 23 years old And he's entering the final 12 months of his current contract At the Welsh outfit um, We can offer him more than Swansea I would have thought as in the whole yeah, I mean, money. Yeah, yeah. I think the desirable the desirability of both clubs are, are on different wavelengths. Uh, where 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 both clubs are now, um, you know, Swansea had that time in the Premier League, but since then they've really not established themselves as as a threat to the promotion zones. Um, he's twenty three, so yeah. I think this deal will depend on Kalecci. Um, if Kalecci comes back to the training ground, works under Enzo, and Enzo got, you know, sounds like he's brutally honest with his players, and he says, "Look, sign sign a two-year deal or sign an extension or something. I want you as my main striker alongside whoever he says, or I want you as my main striker if he's going to keep one up front." And he might change his mind and say, well, I don't want to go to another club. Yeah, I'm happy to stay at Leicester and try and get us back. And if that happens, I don't think we buy another youngster because we obviously have Dakar. If one of them was to go for whatever reason, then I think it's perfect. He's 23 years of age. He's got experience in this division. He's, all right, he got 24 goals in all competitions, only you know 19 in the championship, but he's averaging 18 goals a season. If you've got at least one of them doing that in this division, you only need one or two to be chipping in there or thereabouts to, to, to make that top six at least. And if not, you're you're in the top two probably if you've got that going for you. So I don't know up too much about him, but from what they're raving about, I, I think it's a deal that I don't know if this will be a deal that happens immediately. This might be more dependent on... Are on on which of the strikers chooses to leave if if they wish to do so, and when that happens, that might be when we see this deal just suddenly spring back into life. I like the fact that we're keeping our options open because you never know what's going to happen over July and August. But you'd imagine this is one that we may not hear too much of until pre-season started, until Enzo's had a chance to sit down with a, with his crop of players and go. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. You be honest with me. You, 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 you get out. You, you, you. I want to build it around you. If you want to stay here, if not, I don't want to hold you here. 
and you know, once that's come to light, that that will be when I think we'll see this potentially pick up pace. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it would be a good signing, and I think you know, get him in because I think we, we, we've got to be careful that we don't fall into the trap of. Once we let Ian Acho go, let's say, let him go, but somebody comes in and makes an offer for him. And I've got to say, if they do, I'd say thank you very much, uh, Kells. You go and will you go with my best wishing. Um, my best wishing? My best wishes. Uh, and then, Can we do a man sitting at least selling with a buyback clause? <laughs> well, yeah. But the thing is, once we, once we get to the point of we're saying, right, we've sold Kelechi, then Swansea are going to go, hang on a second then. You need this guy more than you did before. I'm going to spack another three million on because you're Leicester. You've just come down and you've got some money. So we've got to be very careful we don't fall in into that. I, I suppose, this, but then you could also argue that you could also argue that, like Mike said, he's got twelve months left on his deal. Well, he could say, yeah, but you need the money more than we do. We could just go out and buy another player that's showing the same record yeah. and stats as he is. We were linked with the player last summer, along with Forest and Leeds United. Uh, Swansea was said to have placed twenty million price tag on him, but given his contract status, the fee would likely be lower now. Uh, Dutch media outlet Eindhoven's Dagblad read it all the time. Report that Leicester have made a bid for him. However, they did add that other clubs from England and Italy are also interested. Piro told the same outlet last month whether I will stay in Swansea for another year. There was a lot of speculation, but it remains to be seen whether something concrete will happen. It's nice to hear clubs are interested. Gentlemen above you there, uh, from um, the owner's homeland, FC Burnham is the club, or Burma, and it is... Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not going to attempt to pronounce that, but apparently he is, again, another one that's on the verge of signing. I have to be very careful about how I word this without someone taking this the wrong way. Oh, God. Hang on, let me just get the lawyers <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> Hang on a second. Hello? Is that, uh, is that Perkis, Perkis and Perkis? Right, carry on. <laughs> um, I'm not bothered about this sign-in um, because if you look at Leicester's transfer history... The owners have always made a thing about bringing in somebody from their home, their homeland. It's it, I don't know if it's a traditional thing. I think I've read somewhere that it might be, and I, I'm just saying that's what I've read. I don't know if it's true. This isn't me saying that it's down to their beliefs or anything, but we've had a few in our youth development throughout the years. We always seem to pick up a player from their home country, from where they from where they originate from. I'm not too thrilled or fussed about this transfer. It's almost a nothing transfer to me. It's almost like it's bar by the by, Leicester will always be, because of our owners, signing a player from that area of the world. That's as best as I can word it without somebody trying to criticise me for something I'm not trying to say, Chris. I'm sure you appreciate that. But that this yeah. is kind of like... You did, these days, let's be honest with you, the, the world is so woke that you upset somebody just by breathing. Um, and if somebody comes in to me and throws orange dust everywhere, at least it won't make any difference on the shirt I'm wearing. Uh, but yeah, no, I do get what you mean. We had the um, the King's Son or something, the richest footballer anywhere in the world playing for us at one stage. Yeah, I believe that was a 
you know, I think he was actually South African descent. He had a very long, weird name. But yeah, we did. We had oh, one yeah, of the richest. It was Far Eastern somewhere. It was, you know, over that Middle East, Far East way. Yeah, he probably got, I think if I remember his name was so long, I think he got paid probably £10 a letter. So that's why <laughs> he was so rich. I don't know. Nobody could but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, and I do believe, again, to go on with this, this, this winger we're potentially linking ourselves with bringing in, I believe the under 23s list of release youngsters, the player, again, I can't pronounce his name, uh, that was released was the other one that they brought in a season or yeah. two back into our youth development. So it's matching that sort of pattern of transferring. No, I think you're right. I think you are right. Um, let's see who else we've got up here. Uh, I don't know anything about this guy. I'm not going to lie. Um, do you, Mr. A.O. Tanaka? A.O., let's go. You might be able to sell us a good washing machine. No, no, I don't really know a lot about him. Um, but I'm not, I, I don't profess to kind of really be an expert on like the German no, leagues or the French leagues or anything like that. So, um, I, I, this, I don't really know anything about him. But this gentleman, uh, Middlesbrough, he played for last season 44 games. Um, Middlesbrough didn't have a bad season, uh, at the, all, all in all. Uh, obviously, um, coming from Manchester, well, not obviously, but coming from Manchester City, so is known very well by by Enzo, um, and he thinks a lot of him. Um, I can see him coming in as the number one. Uh, he won the when he was at Man City. He won the under twenty one Premier League. Um, as I say, I think Enzo thinks thinks a lot of him. Yeah, it does. And when I saw the original post that we was getting a link with a Man City keeper, I was astonished to think, I can't imagine Edison's going to drop down to the Championship. But I should have really thought about it and that it was uh, Zach Steffen. A good goalkeeper, American goalkeeper, played against us. Um, that means that means nothing to me, mate. I've seen players score oh, goals. Yeah. In the, well, I think there was a... I think was, a Polish winger on the strength that he had a fantastic under-20 Euros, under-21s, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we did, and we've done that a few times. Kaputska. Yeah, Kaputska, yeah, yeah, that was him. But no, um, yeah, I think mean, he played against us in that uh, English Super Cup. Um, and I think he's a little bit unfortunate because maybe if he was at uh, another club, like uh, one that finishes third in a two-horse race, you know, with, with the downfall of Hugo Lloris' form, if he was there instead of Man City, we might have seen... He might have got his breakthrough. He, he, he seems a good. Uh, he seems to have good reactions. Uh, he's a good shot stopper. I'm not sure if he's the most commanding at the box, um, which is a little bit concerned because we all know what happened to Danny Ward. He got he got bludgeoned to death by baseball bat for not having a voice by Leicester fans. So I don't know. Someone might correct me on that. But um, he's American. It's, it's, it's a strange one. Goalkeeper. Oh, yeah, I do. Me, 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 Lester Idol, Casey Keller. Yeah, I think yeah. if you give Stefan these glasses, uh, if he wears them glasses, I might think he is Casey Keller and he might do well for us. Um, but no, he'd be a good signing. I think, again, he's, he's in his early to mid-20s now. He's been there a while. I think he's 25, 26. So he's at that... 
28. Oh, 28 now, is he? So he's, yeah. he's at that age where he's probably ready to come to his prime as a goalkeeper. And, 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 and you know, you're looking at six six solid years out of him if he's, if he's a good enough goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we expected links from Man City. I think that Premier League under 21 team he was a part of, I think they won the league by 14 points, which is a record in that. I know it doesn't hold too much stead, but we're in the championship now, so you kind of grasp at anything you can really a little bit to what they what they've been achieving elsewhere. I wouldn't be against it because uh, we've already said this, Chris. Nothing against him. We were big fans and advocates for him to get the start and felt that he warranted it. But I could imagine someone like Danny Ward is going to move on. Um, what it means for Iverson, I don't know. That, 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 that's something you'd have to deal with down the line. But I would be happy to see him come in. I think he's um, he's got great attributes to be a good keeper. And even when they take the foot off the gas, you know, Pep Guardiola wouldn't wouldn't play him if he didn't trust him to do the job. He signed a contract there. He signed until twenty twenty five. Oh, well, yeah, but that doesn't mean that you can't get him on that. Well, no, 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 that's... I'm just saying. So he is, you know, he made a mistake against Liverpool in a cup game and uh, he went on to lose 3-2. It gave Liverpool a 2-0 lead. But we, we we know goalkeepers, you know, make mistakes. Um, I'm not having to go there. Yeah. You are a, a member of the full paid-up time member of the goalkeepers' union. But you've yeah. got to say, if he comes in, Smithies is going to be with us because we I don't know, I think he's got another season but look he's got he's got experience in this league and in this league let's be honest with you um I, th- I think he would be an okay number 2 but Ward or Everson one of them's going to go surely and, and Ward I suppose is the sellable asset yeah, again, um, you, I mean, if you brought in Stefan, I I would not be surprised if, if maybe both of them um, were to leave. And the reason I say that, Chris, is, look, we know the only chance Alex Smithies is probably going to get to play for less this season is either injuries or maybe Burton Albion in the first round of the Cup. But... Yeah. One thing that Leicester have been doing over the years is promoting from within. And we I'm not going to say his name because I can't pronounce it, but you've got the, is it the Polish goalkeeper? Who's our current youth goalkeeper? Who took over from Iverson? Yeah. Yeah, him. Him, him, that badger. Yeah, that's the badger I'm on about. You know, Leicester got him. You've got Smithers as your third choice. You don't really need an Iverson and a Ward if you're, bringing in Zach Stefan because you can't imagine that we're bringing in Zach Stefan to be a number two. He's he's 28. So, you know, Ward probably still because he's an international for Wales um, would get a club that would want him. And I think Iverson who Preston were clambering after um, last season before the Balen said, obviously he was going to, he needed him at Leicester. Oh, so he wasn't going to loan him out. You said it again. You know what I've got to do. I can't find it, but I'm going to do it in a minute. So just hold on. No, I've lost it. I've lost it. Oh, I haven't I've used that. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, I think that, that swayed him to stay. So again, they both have sell-on value. And with the greatest respect, if you sold 
off the back of their performances of what we've seen of them, if you sold them for five million a pop, you got ten million for the two of them, and it paid to help us bring us that stuff. And I, I would, I would, I would be a little bit more sad about Iverson because he's been here and he's been at the youth and he's been at the club a while, so it's a bit more for. It's not homegrown thing, I guess, more than he's obviously not one of our own or anything. But, you know, there's a lot more love for him than there is Ward. It's an interesting one because I think you lose both of them. I don't think just one of them goes. Uh, I think I think if we are only getting rid of one, it will be Danny Ward. But I just don't know how Iverson would stand for going back to being a number two after the, having the taste of being the first team, team goalkeeper. Yeah. It, I'm just looking. Did he play in that, that community shield against us? I'm just having a look now. Yes, he did. I, he did. I, I definitely remember right, him. Right, he did, yeah. Um, I got to it. I think if he comes in, I think I think Ward is the well, Ward or Everson. I think I just think Ward is the one to go out the two of them. Stoichek could be loaned out again, and Smithies could go. Well, yeah, then on that on that case, I I think if I think if one of the other two backup options do go out alone, then sorry to Iverson or Ward, one who's going to have to like it or lump it because they're contracted to the club, that mm-hmm. uh, they'll be there. But I do not think um, we keep both of them. I I don't see the logic behind having a keeper who's a little bit older. I think Ward's probably the same age or a little bit older. I don't see the point in having the prospect of Danny Iverson, who's got a few years on him, suddenly giving up his number one jersey when he'll probably feel, barring maybe one or two goals, didn't do an awful lot wrong in his time as number one at Leicester, despite the fact we got relegated. There was a lot of praise heaped on him before he did. And I and I think they both weren't being first team starters. If you bring in Smithies, I think, oh, not Smithies, you bring in Stefan. I think the natural order is promote the youth goalkeeper to the number two spot, find a 30-odd-year-old goalkeeper to replace Smithies with, like we did when we were replacing Jakubovic. And it's not... I don't think it's the biggest crisis if that happens. Personally, I'm I'm happy with Iverson keeping in a more jersey, jersey for next season, but I think but you sell both if he comes in. Yeah, I think he's ready-made for it. He, he showed um, that his time at Preston. He he did that natural progression as well, didn't he? He went on loan to League Two, then to League One, then the Championship. He was sought after. And I think Preston maybe pushed that button to kind of say, well, if you're not going to play him, Leicester, we really want him. So, And I think he was kind of going, well, where am I in your plans, Mr. Mr. L of Bend? Um, and he kind of, yeah, he kind of twisted his arms, kind of say, "Oh, you'd be second choice," and it, you know, maybe he even said, "If it doesn't go that well for him, I'll, I'll get you in." And yeah, for me, I think if if we don't push this deal through, it's not the end of the world. I still think Danny Ward would move on, but I think the natural step is well, he's our number one now. You don't go back on that from what we've seen of I- I- Iverson, so. I, I wouldn't be too disappointed if Iverson was to be chosen as number one and we didn't bring him in. I'm going to speak about the guy above in one second, but, you know, we've, we've not heard this for a while. I'm Premier League. I am elite. I am proper elite. No. I am Dorinda. 
Yes. You're not anymore. I am Corinda, hear me roar. Yeah, exactly. Oh, she's not elite anymore. Uh, look, Ryan Gills, um, another Wolves defender. Uh, he hasn't actually played a game for Wolves yet. Uh, he signed for them in 2018 uh, as a senior player. Um, he had been uh, with them as a youth player before that. Uh, squad is number three, but he's been on loan to, and a lot of clubs in fairness, Telford. Shrewsbury, um, Coventry twice, Rotherham, oh, there you go, Grinda, Cardiff, Blackburn Rovers, and obviously 45 games last season for uh, Middlesbrough. Um, four times for England in the 2019s. I, I mean, again, as was, was covered because I don't know if we can, are we allowed a bigger squad than in the Premier League, but we're playing more games, so... I, I, I don't know. I think I think it does go to a thirty-man squad, but let's don't even have a twenty-man squad right now on paper. I guess you'd say. Yes. Yeah. So and I, and I think that? are we not making the best use of the youth players that could be coming through? Yeah, we have, and that's something that I've always um, emphasised about Leicester. The one big thing we have over a lot of teams is. We're not just entrusting in the youth, but we're producing very good youth talent. You know, say what you like about certain players that have come for our youth system, but you know, Ben Chilwell is the England international left back, and and, and yeah. Dewsbury Hall, Harvey Barnes, etc. Goes on, and again, coming from my reliable uh, Wolves uh, source, aka my father, this is one <laughs> of them. There, you can actually say he actually has a bit of insight into it. Yeah, I said to him when I heard about Connor Cody, and then I mentioned, Oh, I said, Oh, I didn't see the name, but apparently, we're after one of your fullbacks. And he said, Surely not, Giles, surely not. Or, have you say his last name? I should call him yeah. Giles, so that's probably wrong. Gills, um, Gills, yeah, he said, Sure, not him. He's a great prospect. He's been out, and he said, I said, Oh, has he been playing for you? He goes, No, he's not played for us, but he's gone lower league and he's worked his way up. He's been really good. Apparently, he looks really good. Oh, I'd be well, I'd be more surprised if he got him than Connor Cody, he was saying to me. So, it's an interesting one. We still want ass up face. I mean, Castagne up face his ass. I mean, Timothy Castagne to leave. Um, yeah. would have to make weight for that. Um, don't understand the rumours about JJ apparently wanting to leave in since he was actually there present for Enzo's tour. And I don't think you have a player in who wants out the club. Well, I think he um, was but there yeah. because of his injuries, wasn't he? And, and he didn't look well, no, like he's, he's been. Yeah, but he's been back. He, mm. he would have, you know, had Brendan the um, inevitable, not to, I won't say it for you, Chris. I don't want to hurt your finger for pressing the button. But the, the, the he who must not be named had have got this thing called common sense and gone, oh, JJ might make an earlier recovery there. Yes, let's chance her arm and put him on there instead of some bell end. Oh, sorry, I said it. I didn't mean that. I meant the player, not the plan manager, so I can use this term correctly. That he's no good at football in our squad. I may just chance the arm that JJ comes back and helps us out for six or seven games. Because he was yeah. training and fit. So I don't understand what, you know, that was the only reason he didn't play for us, I feel. I do want to round this off now, so we've been going an hour and a half, um, but I, I, and I've avoided this. I have left it till the end, but how can I best introduce this next player? I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you.
<laughs> I can say. Um, Mr. Vestergaard. Now, I know I said his name. Boom! Uh, <laughs> I love that. Boom! There we go. I did say his name. <coughs> Excuse me. Matt Piper on uh, When You're Smiling podcast on the BBC said we should just pay him off. Get rid. Uh, I'll start a GoFundMe page. I'll do it. I'll set it up. Pay him out. Chuck him out. I mean, I think I think he said. I'm just going to check here. I think he said he's on um, seventy five thousand quid a week. Oops, Brad's gone. Um, I'm just trying to find it here, but um, oh no, Brad's back. Um, I'm just going to get rid of the twenty five posts about Madison. How many posts do you need about one player? Uh, he says Leicester City have to get rid of out of favour defender Yannick Vestergaard. By any means necessary this summer, says former Foxes winger Matt Piper. A 30-year-old Danish international failed to make a Premier League appearance last season, uh, having been banished by former boss Brendan Rodgers after he criticised him. Uh, he has a year left on his contract and he's on a reported £75,000 a week. So let's just should we work that out. Seventy-five thousand pounds times fifty-two weeks. Three point nine million. He will get. Is anyone from? If anyone is is anyone from Saudi Arabia watching? Because we have some re, we have a really good strong centre back that I'd be gutted to see leave the club for five million. <laughs> I don't think even they're that stupid. No, well, Fulham nearly was, so you never know. <laughs> but okay, three point nine million. I mean, offer him a million just to fuck off, wouldn't you? I'll offer him a million and and a lifetime subscription to Disney Plus if it gets him to fuck off, mate. <laughs> I In fact, if someone said, boy, then. Really "Well, did. yeah, no, he's not worth that, mate." Uh, but no, if, if someone said to me, "You have to." Pay him the full amount and take Perez back. Welcome him back with open arms, Iose. All is forgiven. Come back to the club. Uh, Can you uh, just uh, lump post? <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. I don't know. I don't know how a defender reminds me of being the defender version of Akin Bayi because he was so bad. It was unreal. I mean, when your striker misses the ball, at least it's not causing you any defense defensive worries. But when he missed the ball, it was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Do we not, though... Uh, you're going to hate me for saying this. Do we not, though, feel sorry for him? Because Nope, not a job. But he was brought to the club by a manager who wanted him, who'd been pursuing him for two seasons, and he wasn't even the sort of player that that guy, man wanted. We're talking about a guy who pursued Gordon Bennett. Sorry, I mean Ryan Bennett for eight years and then went, oops, what a mistake I've made. Like, everybody told him not to do it, but he still did it. His backroom staff told him not to get Vestergaard and he still did it. And at the end of the day, I don't know what planet that Jan, Jan Vestergaard was living on and still is living on if he thinks he's going to get into that Leicester side or thought he was ever getting into that Leicester side. No, but I've got to say, look, 
you know, I've been, I, I believe it or not, you'll find this hard to believe, but I have been headhunted uh, in my professional uh, career. And it feels good when you are headhunted. And, you know, he came after me once, then it didn't work out. And then he came back to me again, and I felt great. So I can understand how Vestergaard must have felt. And then he's offered all this money. Why should I? And I, I'll be honest with you, I do not blame him for not going uh, in the January window at all. His wife was about to give birth, and you know, if my, if I, even if I had to move to the other end of the country with my job, and my wife was pregnant, the first question I'd be saying is, "Well, who got you pregnant?" Second question would be, "I'm not. Oh, why, why, why do you want me to go now?" Uh, so I don't blame him for not going. I also don't blame him for sitting there and going, yeah, give me 75 grand a week. Thank you very much. No, on them terms and that, you can't you can't blame him. And I, I, I say these things, but you know it's not personal in a sense of who he is as a person. And day, if someone said to me, but I'm going to pay you 65 grand a week. And I, I know I said to you, oh, God, what, what responsibility? How many responsibilities have you given me? And I said, no, fuck all. Sit on the bench every Saturday between the hours of three and five. I'm going to do it. Who wouldn't? I mean, at the end of the day, if you sell him a dream and he's thinking, well, even if they don't live up to what he's offering me, I'm getting 75 grand a week. That 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 all lays down to the blame of, um, you know, captain, manager, man, the marvellous managing brain of Brendan, the yeah. person, you know, Roger. So I don't blame him at all for anything he made in, in the choice of coming here and accepting the wage and obviously not wanting to relocate. And I was the first time I realised there was a, there was a family reason behind it, which which is like, okay, fair enough. I understand why you didn't want to go to Fulham. Um, but yeah, I think. No, I think it was the German move he didn't want because. No, the German, yeah, the German move. Yeah. Well, well yeah. yeah, which is fair enough. But now I think if you're Vestergaard, take take everything, uh, take my feelings about him as a, an actual human lamppost and a, and a not very good footballer aside, him as a person should be thinking. I've got two choices. I can sit here, never play football again for the next year, and then maybe become a free agent and find out that nobody wants me. Mm. Or I can get my agent on the phone, try and sell me, take take half the money, or if not even less, you know, for that three million that I, I, I could get by staying here. And maybe I get picked up by a club that's local that's still not around. I don't have to worry, or, or maybe think I'm going to go somewhere that what well, you know might turn around to the wife and say, "Where do you fancy living?" Because if that German club comes back into him, maybe he wants to take his children there while they're yeah. still young and he can get them in the school systems. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. But oh, it's only well, it's not long. It's only what a couple of weeks into the transfer window, but it, it's looking good. It's looking good at the moment for the targets that we are being linked with. Um, Thank you very much, Brad, for coming on. It's nice to have you back. Uh, now, you'll see going across the bottom there uh, details about our new sister channel. How can people get involved with that, Brad? Yeah, so what they need to do is head on over to the link in the description. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. If you were a subscriber to my channel, Top 10 Battles, do not worry. You're already subscribed. It's just that channel. We've just completely rebanded it to bring it in-house. Uh, if you want to be on the quiz shows, I have the first quiz lined up. All the questions are prepped. 
And if you want to see the first you are and the answers, they're there as well. Don't worry. They're all there. I'm, I'm a very prepared host. No, no, no future evidence can prove, no past evidence can ever prove otherwise. Delete them, Chris, delete them. But if you want to get involved on it, there will be a pilot episode coming up, um, I think, next week. I'm speaking to a guest who, who's happy to come on and be the first one. You may recognise him as being on here, uh, on this channel a few times before, I think. Um, so that will be the pilot episode. Come and give us a subscribe. Come and hit that notification bell if you like your football quizzes. Because it is it is that. It's not necessarily Leicester-based. It is just a football quiz. Um, there will be somewhere. It's Premier League. Somewhere I can do it for your specific club who you support. Give it a watch. If you enjoy it, follow me on Twitter and get involved. Just message me on Twitter or Facebook and ask if, ask if you can come on. And we'll get you on the uh, quiz the million point drop is the one so we're how, starting off with, Chris. How can they find you on Twitter? So my Twitter handle is at full time focus um, because Twitter don't allow you to change your name. Otherwise, I would change it um, and just send me a message or tag me in a tweet saying, Brad, I want to be on your quiz show. And then I can do it that way because I know sometimes trying to send a message to somebody who's not following. So, yeah, just do that. Follow me on Twitter. I'll follow you back because I'm just simple like that. I always follow people back if they send me a follow and then send me a message saying, hi, Brad, saw your quiz, want to be on it, and, and we'll, we'll arrange it from then. You can actually set it up so that people can message you even if they're not following, but I wouldn't recommend it because I did that and I got a, a, a lot of dubious ladies messaging me. Well, um, I, st I still get them and many business opportunities. And, and Yes, yeah, the business opportunities were them more annoying. At least the other ones were nice to look at. But I did complain to Twitter, and apparently Twitter do allow nudes. So there we go. Um, well, it's not offensive, apparently. <laughs> they haven't seen me no. nude. That would be offensive. Also, yeah, that would soon get the panel. <laughs> yeah, and that is LTID TV quiz channel, I believe. Um, yeah. Is what it is. Um, and just search that. I think if you search top 10 battles as well, it, it still comes up. Um, oh, here we go. I, I found it. There we go. Um, at LTD, LTID TV quiz channel. That's how to find us on YouTube. Also, um, Prediction League. Yes, we've got a few entrants in at the moment that will be co-siding alongside um me chris and officer steve my next as we do a usual three but um um yeah mike like i said just send me a message or a follow on twitter i don't know if you've got a second account now you said you had some issues with it so if you send me a, a message on there mate um i'll get you on for the, that one um nay I will check my messages, mate. I will check my messages to make sure it's not got lost in the spam folder. Um, but don't worry, I will make a mental note of your name. I've got about six or seven that have joined anyway. And what I'm thinking of doing is just once we get a few more names together, I will probably add you all into a group chat. That way I can keep you all in one section. So I'm not trying to go through seven or eight yeah. people's individual messages. So, yeah. There's still time to enter that because it's still early in the season. But same thing, follow me back and send me a message saying, Hi, Brad, I want to be in the Predictions League. Like I said, I've had six or seven people already tell me they want to be in there. Um, and then I will get around to setting it up to like a group chat thing so we can you can all put it in. in that and that way. is 
how you do is there it is at full time focus on Twitter. Uh, and of course, there are prizes. Um, because what do points make, Brad? Prizes, yay! Um, Steve Linitz is very generously, and I know if you're not a Leicester fan, it probably won't be of which is his brand. He has very, very kindly uh, put up a whole set of hoodies and hats and everything that will go to the winner. Uh, we may have a look at it, maybe try and split it up into a first, second, third, we'll see. But uh, but there are definitely prizes up. And, of course, 8 o'clock on Fridays, we'll be doing the same uh, prediction show that we usually did. And we'll probably, I'll be coming second, as I usually do. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think I'm going for... Uh... For a Chicago Bulls three P, I'm going for a three times champion of the predictions league. If you really want to take this smug smile off my face for being the predictions king, get your name sent to me on Twitter. You may be able to knock me off my perch. Thing is, everybody, Brad does do very good at the prediction league. Um, but when it came to the ex players prediction league, Brad. How did you do on that one? I don't talk about that. That's Mickey Mouse Cup. <laughs> <laughs> what the one that had? Oh, let's just have a look. Who was who was in it? Um, Steve Linix, Ian Wilson, Steve Walsh, Jerry Taggart, Ian Marshall. Yeah, it was just a Mickey Mouse League, wasn't it? Who won that one? Oh yeah, I, I heard you fudge the numbers on that one as well, Chris, <laughs> didn't you? Excuse me, fudge the numbers. I had to remind you on yours that you'd, you hadn't added someone to your own score. I don't know. Look, it's all for fun. Uh, that one is, but there are prizes in that one. Get following Brad. Uh, there will be a cut-off date so he can get it all set up. But get him, follow him on Twitter, at Full Time Focus, and he will follow you back. Brad, thank you very much, sir. Nice to have you back. No worries, mate. It's been a pleasure. Back to, back to space. business. From outer space, as they say. I'm now off to try and get the radio show Music Networking again that I took an hour and a half of my time earlier to do and is not still working. So looking forward to that. I'll probably be up till about two in the morning. Brad, thanks very much, mate, and I will see you soon. See you soon, mate. Looking forward to it. Yes, thanks very much. And probably when we've got a signing, who knows? No doubt, mate, no doubt. Yeah. Cheers, buddy. Take care. Take care. Cheers to Brad there. Uh, at LTID TV, the quiz channel, or one word, at Full Time Focus. Uh, make sure you are following and subscribing. And, of course, also subscribe to this channel as well uh, and become a member. Become a member for just one ninety nine a month. The link below on the YouTube channel in the description Click it and it tells you everything you need to know about what is included. And if you want to get involved in the member-only shows, you need to be a member. One ninety-nine a month. And thank you to everybody that is a member as well. Um, thanks to everybody that's been in the chat. Thanks to, to Harry earlier for coming on the Spurs fan. Um, I think he's probably got the better end of the deal. But, you know, hey, Harry Winks, I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, and Madison's gone and we're not hanging about dragging it out thanks to Brad for coming on as well both those links again are in the description below on YouTube and uh, thank you like I say to the mods that were in Terry, Mike um, I think Doug was in earlier as well uh, 
please do subscribe to the channel it really does help us we're trying to get to the 2k i think we're about 30 something off at the moment so let's try and get to the 2k before the season starts and uh, smash the likes because that helps us with that because it gets us seen on people's home pages that don't so follow us it brings us up on there so that really does help click the notification bell and you will be able to tell when or you'll be notified when our next show is because to be honest with you i don't know i don't know we've got one coming up with steve walsh and we've got a quiz one coming up but i have no idea when they are can't be any more help than that but like a BBC, they'll probably be on repeat anyway. This has been LTID TV. I have been Chris. This is Arnie, and I will be back. Goodbye. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too, or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.